Hello, my name is Gray. And my name is Crystal. And this is Vasta Asian Beauties the Supernatural Commentary Podcast, where I, someone who has seen this show several times, and I, someone who only knows about this show through social media, discuss every single episode of Supernatural from start to finish. Also, we are both Asian. Both Asian for today's episode. We will be discussing Season 3, Episode 15, Time is on My Side, written by... Sarah Gamble, directed by Charles Beeson. I don't like these people. These people did me wrong today. Really? Well, I guess we'll find out as we talk about it, the parts that you didn't like. Alright. Before everything, we want to announce that this is the second to the last episode of the season. So as usual, we have a Q&A at the end. Yes. Are we still doing that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, let's do that. So, so, this is around the time where we start accepting questions through DMs. Uh, what what do you call that? Like, asks on Tumblr? Yeah. Email? Whatever um, avenue you can reach us. We'll find your answer and we'll answer it. So, yes. ask us questions! Yes, please do. Thank you. It can be about season three in general. It can be about Supernatural in general. It could be about Mm. specific episodes. It could be about me and Crystal. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, though, I guess we will decide what we will and won't answer. Yeah, I mean, yeah. But, yeah, just throw us some questions. Yes. So... Before we start the episode, what did you think of it first? Well, I guess first What's our pre-episode? what did I think? No, 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 because like, we have pre-episode oh, okay. discussions, right? That's true, okay. Um, didn't like it. Um, I feel like really? the Bella ending was just really sloppily done and there was very little lead-up to a lot of what happened here. And I thought the case yeah. was dumb as shit. It was so stupid. When I, when they were like, it's science, bro. Like, <laughs> it's, it's just science. I'll read you the formula. What? It's so what stupid. Formula? What do you mean? Was, what do you, you think know the that formula like, is? <laughs> you know that, like... Twitter debate going on right now that happens every six months where people are like, what is this basic PEMDAS equation equates to? And people are like, using PEMDAS wrong, so they're getting the wrong answer and they're fighting for their life saying it's the correct answer. (laughs) That's the equation (laughs) that he's going to read. (laughs) It's so stupid. Please don't kill me, I'll teach you PEMDAS and then you'll be able to live forever. It's so stupid. I just don't think there's anything good in this episode besides Rufus. Yeah. And even Rufus, this isn't his best moments or anything. Yeah. It's his introduction. He's introduced well enough, but like, 
it's not like his introduction surrounded or um centered around him. It's centered yeah. around Bella. Dean which is also. understandable. Yeah, which is the Bella part is understandable. Mm-hmm. Because, you know. And also the Dean part, I guess, because the season is ending. It's a yeah, bit late of an introduction. Whatever. I mean it's a bit late of an introduction, as I said, but Bobby was introduced last episode of season one, right? True. So, they like yeah. to do this. Yeah, they do. Yeah. I mean, it's just such a... It's not that bad. It's not the worst episode of Supernatural, but it is quite mm-hmm. goofy. And it ends the thread of plot that has been going on since the start of the season quite poorly so that's mm-hmm. sad yeah yeah that's but sad. before before we start discussing the actual episode what did you know about the episode before you watched it um, did you recognize I, this title i did not recognize the title but like from the vibe of it i was like okay bella's probably gonna die in this one because i don't think she's gonna die in the finale because they have other things to do in the finale um, and I guess the things I knew about Bella's death was that she was going to be crying on the phone asking Sam and Dean to help her, and they would not, yeah. and then she would die. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I think that's about all I knew about this episode. Yeah. I mean, as for me, I have no recollection at all of the bullshit case. But mm-hmm. I do remember the Bella parts pretty well. So yeah. that was th- those were the parts where I recognized what was happening. But mm-hmm. I didn't remember that the Bella episode was this... The final Bella episode was this lacking of her. Because it really yeah. was. Yeah. It was. She was like barely in it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So uh, I suppose we start... With a den sequence, which yeah. doesn't really matter. I mean, did you notice anything about the den sequence? I just thought it was funny that they ended it on, like, the only person who can get me out of this is me. And me. And then it's, like, dramatic music and it closes, so it makes it seem like what Sam said was, like, a normal thing to say, which it was. And not something that Dean makes fun of him for ten minutes at the end of last episode. <laughs> which is what actually happened. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's a dense sequence. But as for the episode, we start with this very, very basic um, yeah. teaser. Like, could have mm-hmm. been in any episode teaser. Last yep. time we talked about how that teaser was actually really fun, right? You mm-hmm. remember that? I do. So, so this teaser being like so lackluster and like nothing happened. So it's like, okay, so sometimes it's good, sometimes it is bad. So Play. true. <laughs> so true. Uh, we start with two guys chilling in a spa and... Racket Club. It's called Racket Crystal, Club. Crystal Spa yeah! and Racket Club. It literally, they're chilling in a <laughs> Crystal Spa and Racket Club. And I suppose they're... What are they? They're like, like 
plastic surgeons? Workers in there. Plastic surgeons. Yeah, I suppose. What were they talking about? Is this completely irrelevant at all? Um, it's well, like about, about how... how everyone wants to like be young and live forever. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They're talking about like um, this. This whole looking young business is so like brutal. Brutal. Yeah, they say that. But yeah, uh, at also, some we point get a they fun said... little misogyny moment where one doctor is like, "Ooh, do you have a boob job to do tomorrow?" And the other doctor is like, "I wish." I I don't <laughs> think people derive any real sexual pleasure out of like doing a boob job, right? Like, it's it. Like, I mean, I feel like once it is like a medical thing, like you get over that. Yeah. Anyway, one of the doctors end up uh, putting his bag at the back of his car. And then he gets pushed into the trunk by some person. And then he gets trapped inside the trunk. And then the next scene is him walking into a hospital in like a dressing gown. And he's holding his stomach. And blood is dripping out from his legs. At first, I thought he they they like cut his dick and balls. <laughs> like, it's like the the blood was dripping from his thighs. In like, you know, mm, right. like the imagery is like something related to genitalia. But no, right. that's not what happens. What happens is a nurse comes up to him. Actually, I thought the scene was super creepy for some reason because I thought the mm. nurse was creepy as all hell. But like that wasn't the intention really? at all. Like the the nurse was like, "Don't worry. Uh you can show us what happened to you. There's nothing I haven't seen yet." blah blah blah. And then he opens his like the nurse takes his hand and then like his insides fall to the floor. Disgusting. Do they? But they did. Like I didn't you even notice that. You don't see it, but you can hear the plopping sound. Oh, yeah. I thought that was just like the maggots or something. But I guess it's too yeah. loud to be the maggots. The the nurse starts screaming. End of teaser. Rip. Rip. Yeah, that was boring. So. So boring. Could... It yeah. did remind me of, like, the whole, like, you know, gutting is a very, um, I, I don't know what the word is. It's, like, a very evocative, like, it's a very evocative imagery. Mm. The image of someone being gutted, like a fish. Yeah. Like so, a like, fish. that's something I like, the fact that they incorporated that. Mm-hmm. But and like the whole like your inside slosh on the floor. I think right. I think that's what happens. But other than that, truly the most uh teaser of all time. Yeah. yeah. I thought that what he was covering was like a giant mouth or something growing out of his side. So I was very <laughs> disappointed when it was just a regular hole. Yeah, it's not even a mouth. Yeah. So, right, so we're, like, in some random cabin, and Sam and Dean are torturing a demon, um, and, like, this demon is possessing a black man, which 
makes the torture scene feel worse and maybe it also is worse i feel like they're being heavier on the holy water than they have been in other cases yes that is true although this episode this entire episode right the gore reading is a lot higher than the usual supernatural episode in general i think i would give this like a pass although because like the point is to make you uncomfortable that like look at sam and dean they're so they're so like gun ho to get this deal thing out of the way uh-huh. that they're becoming like such violent people mm-hmm. and also like just the episode itself from the from the case from the monster of the week uh-huh. he was very brutal Ugh. yeah yeah there were maggots in this episode there were maggots in this episode and it was truly it was truly something yes uh so they're torturing this demon asking him who holds dean's deal uh and yeah basically like dean just keeps like forcing like holy water down this person's mouth uh and yeah, yeah this person's like gargling and choking it's like not fun um and yeah the demon makes a your mom joke uh, he truly and, does <laughs> yes good for him and yeah. uh he also says that like he's not gonna talk because whatever torture Dean puts him through is like incomparable to what he will face if he actually talks um and so sam starts to exercise this person uh and he tells dean like oh like sure if you send me back to hell i'll just be there to like beat you up once you show up um and sam stops at this and he goes okay like should i actually exercise him then but dean says yes send him someplace he can't hurt anyone else uh and Mm. yeah exorcism happens and ends. So we we go to the cabin that they're staying in. And Sam is talking on the phone to someone about some pa- fingerprints and stuff. Like, case case details. Mm. And then Dean enters and he goes, like, did you bury the body? <laughs> and Dean was like, yeah. And, like, he says that the body before the guy died like told him that the demon like fucked him up or did he say that or did he just say that it looks like he just said it looks like yeah yeah like the demon fucked them up like on purpose like for kicks Mm -hmm. yeah which is i guess fascinating because i feel like angel vessels have the tendency to take care of their vessel, right? Right. Like, they yeah. heal their vessel, mm-hmm. shit like that. But I suppose because you're a demon, and you don't, you have, don't have healing, healing powers. powers. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, So, like, it doesn't matter to you as long as you get to... um, You get to puppeteer a body. It doesn't really matter. Yeah. But I remember 
I remember during this scene, and this is like completely unrelated, other than the uh-huh. fact that it's also a supernatural scene. But yes. like later in like season nine, there's a scene where a demon complains that like, oh, uh, not a demon, an angel complains because mm-hmm. this is when they fall, right? Like, yeah, they've fallen, and the angel is like, oh, I've lost like a lot of my powers. My vessel has psoriasis and I can't even do anything about it. Mm-hmm. And I I, like, I I just remember that because I have psoriasis. And every single time they're like, oh, angels can cure anything but not yeah. psoriasis. I'm like, what a... <laughs> what a slay. Yeah. So real. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. So Sam relays that uh, a case that they have been looking at like yesterday there has mm. been updates to it and before like they make a little joke where Dean goes like oh the case on the newspaper you mean like a stripper suffocating a dude with her thighs and uh, it's like whatever whatever uh, <laughs> what else Sam says that the body that they found like, you know, in the hospital, was covered in bloody fingerprints. Uh, Not of the guys, but of someone who died in 1961. So, like, that's interesting. And Mm. Sam proposes that it could be zombies, that maybe they should check it out. And Dean is kind of weirded out by this because, and he mentions here, he has three weeks left. Yep. And he goes like, oh, of course I want to hunt zombies. But like, if I have three weeks left, like, why are you interested in zombies? And Sam just explains it like, I just want you to, you know, let loose. (laughs) You you wanted to visit a case. So I wanted to do you a favor by making you visit a case. Mm -hmm. And so they go to the coroner. Yeah. Also, like, Dean's just so excited about it being zombies. I don't... Okay, like, good for him. He also says Let's zombies say... like the other white meat. What is that? Brains? What's the other white meat? First, what's the first one? What's the second one? <laughs> I have no idea. Like, is he talking about white people? <laughs> Maybe? What is happening? I I had no idea what he was saying there. Yeah. To be clear, the line was, zombies do like the other, other white meat. Oh, the other, and it's other, like, right. So, so first, there's the white meat, which is like chicken. Chicken, yeah. Right? Yes. And then the other white meat is what? Like... White people? White people's White cocks? people. I don't know. And then the other other are brains? Like, I have no like, idea. Yeah. Okay, brains have gray matter and do they have white matter yes. also? Okay, so that's think, what he's referencing. Wait, like I think there's like white matter in the brain and it's like the super inside. Okay. So, so is that the white I think meat? that is the reference. Yeah. Okay. Well, Urology major king. 
it's neurology so the study of the brain i have no idea I, I don't, yes right neurology is there a difference? well i mean it's it's what is the difference between neurology and neuroscience you know what? Uh, if you happen to be a neurologist, I feel like neurology is like a doctor, right? Okay, like, it looks a like neurologist is, is a doctor. Yeah, neurology is medicine, and neuroscience is just the study of the nervous system in general. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeet. Yeet, so, as you like to say. Yes. So we go to like a lab with the coroner, coroner, and the body. And, uh, Dean's still very on the zombie track. He's like, so, like, were there teeth marks? Because apparently it looked like the body was intact except the liver was missing. And the coroner is like, you all are fucking stupid. I don't believe you're actually cops. Uh, and they show him their badges and Dean says, we're very smart. So true. Uh, so yeah. the coroner reveals that the liver was removed surgically by like a clean cut of a scalpel. Uh, mm-hmm. And then the coroner is like, I fucking hate both of you. You clearly didn't read my report. Please go away. <laughs> and they yeah, do I thought go away. This guy. I thought this guy being so mean to them was going to be yeah, plot was, relevant. Yeah, same. It wasn't. Was like, it wasn't. Is he the monster? But that, yeah, it wasn't yeah. plot relevant, but that also made me very happy because, like, yes. somebody should just be assholes to Sam and Dean just because, I, agree. I feel like. <laughs> uh-huh. Like, it should, it should be the status quo for every interaction they have with a professional who's actually trying to do their job. Yes, I agree. I think it should happen all the time. And the next person they talk to also doesn't like them for good yeah. reason. And I think it's Because the great. guy is... Yeah. Because the guy is like this guy in a hospital bed who mm. just had his kidneys stolen. Yeah. And before we go into that, like... Something I want to mention is there's one woman in this episode that was a victim. And, like, Mm -hmm. that person, we don't get to see... Because we mentioned, right, like, this episode is very brutal. But we don't get to see her be brutalized. And in a way, Uh I'm thankful for that. Because, Mm -hmm. like, the whole, like, getting your... Like, you take the wrong drink or whatever, and then you wake up with no kidneys. It's like... A genuine fear that like people have, especially women, right? Do you think so? I didn't. I don't like think that's that a- organ stealing is a particularly gendered fear, but I don't know. Maybe it is. I mean, maybe, but like, I guess the whole like being taken stuff like that, right? Is, like, yeah, yeah. Is so, like in a way, I was like throughout the episode, I was like. Oh, it would be so much more horrible to if this scene was happening to a woman. I mean, obviously, it was bad that a guy was murdered, etc. But, yeah. <laughs> but, like, I was thinking, like, I, I don't think I could stomach seeing, like, a woman be, like, chloroformed and then, like, mm. 
her organs be taken. So, like, yeah. in a way, I was like, oh, at least we didn't get to see the poor woman be brutalized in that way. Yeah, but also, yeah, it was I, just her arm that had maggots on it. So, like, I don't even know. There's no fucking organ in the arm. I don't know what was taken from her. <laughs> maybe, maybe, I don't even know. Because, like, the implication, I feel like, was her arm was taken. But, like, her arm was attached to her body. So, what <laughs> yeah. was taken? It was I right no there. Idea. And like, the guy like just saw her arm and I was like, swatch? <laughs> yeah, the guy saw her arm and was like, okay, I'll take a cut. And then he realized that it was like too small proportionally for his body mm. or like the wrong size or whatever. And he was like, no, let's let's yeah. stop this right now. Yeah. I cannot have tiny hands. <laughs> so, exactly. Yeah. Anyway, they. Talk to the so, guy, and the guys yeah. visit them. And they don't really get any information from this guy. Mm-hmm. Other than, like, he was trapped at the table, and there was no anesthesia. It was just pain after pain after pain. And... uh, They ask about any details. The guy sarcastically tells them that, like, Oh, let me think. Like, yeah, I remember my kidneys getting fucking taken from my body so fuck off yeah deserve Uh, as i like to say there's also a line here that i like where like the guys like like not wanting to answer their questions and dean says don't you want to get the guy and the patient says will it get me back my kidney like so true carceral and punitive justice is completely useless say that (laughs) We go back to a motel room, and it's Sam and Dean. And Sam is doing research, and Dean is eating. And Sam says that he's got a theory. And he says that the incisions for the... um, For the... For the patient whose kidneys were taken... And he calls him Mr. Giggles. <laughs> mm. Did you did you catch yeah. that? And I was like, is that his surname? Or are they insulting this guy who got his kidneys taken? <laughs> About being cranky. <laughs> Insane. Mm. <laughs> but yeah. Uh his incisions were sewn with silk, and this hasn't happened for a long time like 19th century way back mm. and apparently this was like a terrible thing to do because yeah. infections and everything so what they would do is they would put maggots on the body and the maggots will eat the bad flesh well oh well, there's a term that they use uh, uh good bad tissue. bad tissue and then yeah. and then like leave the good tissue behind so, when they found the guy, his body cavity was stuffed full of maggots. Sam says that. And Dean is eating. So, like, yeah. the entire scene is, like, this whole exchange of, like, dude, I'm eating. Like, stop uh-huh. it. That's right. exactly how he says Why it. Why are there so many scenes where Dean's eating and Sam isn't? Like, do they not take their meals at the same time? Or does Sam just not eat? 
Like, I just remember last episode, Dean had a hot dog and Sam just had a soda that he then threw into the trash can, you know? <laughs> his empty, his full empty soda. Yeah. Um, well, you're right. Although, do you think that was the intention of the show or it just so happens? I just feel like they're like... Like, Dean has a thing about food that we think is ha-ha funny, so we're gonna show him eating more, but the default thing is not eating. But, like, by always having yeah. Sam not eating, they've also created a Sam thing about food, which I feel yeah. like I've seen people delve into before. Maybe, like, how I would interpret this is that, because I feel like Sam is always portrayed as the more motivated to get mm-hmm. shit done. Mm-hmm. So, like, an interpretation could be, like, Dean has um, the mental, like, separation from the case to eat, and Sam's, like, super focused, you mm. know? Right. So he forgets to eat, which lends to a lot of um, possible other avenues to take that with regards to Sam. Yeah. Yeah. And... Like, like salmon food is, I feel like something that will be explored more and more and more and more yeah. as time as the as the seasons come and go. Mm-hmm. It's just interesting to me because I feel like that exploration is more you know fandom side like watcher side than actual mm-hmm. show side. Yeah, because the show like it's just haha he's vegan. Yeah. And then, like, no other no other analysis, no uh-huh. other anything. They don't even say the word vegan. They, <laughs> they, don't, <laughs> they don't even say anything about it. It's just like, haha, look at his it- eating habits. It's so funny, isn't it? And it's like, mm. how about we think about this for a little while? <laughs> yeah. What if? Yeah. What if? Anyway, Dean says, there's a whole thing about the silk and maggots and etc. sound very familiar. Why is that? And Sam says, you have heard it before when we were kids from dad because this guy named Doc Benton is a doctor from like way back who was obsessed with alchemy. This guy was like 1816 when his... This guy was not 1816. It was 1816 when this guy, like, ended his practice. And then a couple of years later, people started showing up dead and stuff. And, like, you know, Hunter community realized that it's this guy's doing. And he has found, like, some cure-all for immortality or whatever. And dad, not dad, John, uh, killed him before. Mm-hmm. Oh, also to clarify, and the people showing up dead were all, like, people missing organs because he was replacing yes. his own organs with theirs. Missing organs and body parts and stuff. So, you know, like, a very Frankensteinish story. Not not story, but, like, yeah. like, a Frankensteinish composition of the body, which we do see later. Because, mm-hmm. like... There are like stitches across his face, which yeah. I don't really 
understand. Yeah, Unless like, wouldn't you just he... take the whole face? <laughs> yeah, but what else? This yeah. this entire case is so stupid. So stupid. So... Yeah. Like, oh my and... god! Like this guy was scientifically advanced enough to create immortality. But he's still using 19th century medical practices with stitching and maggots. Like, you're telling me he can't get dental floss somewhere? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Also, um, I think, I don't remember exactly when in this episode, but they say, like, a specific term for killing someone, like, etc. And update about the whole thing we had in season one where we were like i'm gonna ventilate the guy and you were like how is that why is that a term for killing etc uh-huh. etc et do you remember that yeah i have seen the word ventilated used recently for like killing someone and i in yakuza, like, I, I, in yakuza yes oh. so like at some point one of the guys is like Everyone out there is gonna ventilate you. And I was like, oh my god, it's an actual word that people use for killing. I love that I watched it in Supernatural and I was like, it must be a fluke and a stupid way and something the writers thought of that was so stupid. And then I see it in Yakuza and I'm like, it's a real word. A real thing? Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, the, the monster stays, or well, the doctor, Benton, mm. guy, stays beside, like, a river or a stream of fresh water. Because that's where he dumps, like, the other stuff. Like, intestines and fecal matter and stuff. And, like, Sam says this in, like, a way where he's looking at Dean in a, like, um, is this disgusting you yet? Yeah. And Dean just looks at him and then looks at his burger and goes... Oh, baby, talking to the burger. I can't stay mad at you. And then he bites it, and it's a whole thing. He's so happy to be eating this burger. Sick and tired. Um, What? Yeah. Oh, I said I'm sick and tired of Dean's bullshit. <laughs> um, I, yeah. This episode never really gets into the fact that the doctor doesn't want these people to die like he tries to stitch them up to save and, them like yes. send them out yeah which doesn't really seem like the right move you don't want to be caught so like i feel like that could have been used more in his like i'm not so bad argument but uh whatever mm-hmm. so uh we get a scene where there's some guy and he's jogging uh and then he gets chloroformed, and he's, like, strapped to a table. He has, like, a heart meter A heart monitor. That, yeah, yeah, he had on when he was jogging, and the director has a lot of fun with, like, cutting to it at opportune moments. Yeah, like, it gets faster when he wakes up. Yeah, because he's And afraid. then it stops when his heart, like, gets taken out of his body. Stuff like mm-hmm. that. Yeah. And, uh, like, I saw this guy and I was like, why does this look like Jared Padalecki if he was an even more generic white guy? <laughs> huh. 
I don't remember what Not... this guy looks like, which maybe like yeah, yes. it's because he's That's such the a generic point. white guy. Yeah. Like this is Jared Padalecki if he was if he you know. Yeah. It literally looks like Jared Padalecki though. Like I know I'm sorry for calling the guy it. He looks like Jared Padalecki. <laughs> for real. Mm. Uh, so we see Doc Benton for the first time. Um, he's wearing a surgical mask, but we can see that there's like yeah. scars down his face where skin has been sewn together. Also, um, mm-hmm. his eyes, one of them is like cloudy and another one is closed and that becomes plot relevant later. Yeah. Um, so, okay, this scene is just incredibly long. Like, what happens is That's that... That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, the yeah. doctor, like, carves the heart out of this guy. But, like, it's so long. Like, we get him, like, they cutting really... the rectangle. We get him slowly, like, lifting up the skin flap. We get him putting the, like, whatever underneath the whatever like, to disconnect we hear it. the... We hear the ribs crack as yeah. he cracks open the ribs. Like, yes. why is this so gory? Which is why, like, we mentioned earlier, like, oh, like, I think the vibe of the episode is just this. But some, mm-hmm. like, I did wonder today, like, um, is this because I'm not used to Supernatural again? Because we, we did take that break like you know a week ago yeah and i I was like but like this is particularly brutal right yeah this is more blood than and like guts and stuff than they are usually willing to show yep yeah like we fully see him lift the heart out of this guy's like bloody like cavity yeah this guy's fucking yeah yeah, I feel like they just needed to fill like time or something. Like we already know what the doctor does. Like this scene adds nothing to the case. Yeah, but you know it's gory. Mm. Yeah, for the horror fans. For the horror fans out there, Charles Beeson was having fun. So, now we're at a motel that Sam and Dean are staying at. It's called the Erie. And, uh, they're looking at a map where, uh, that has all the hunting cabins in the woods where the dock might be hiding out. Uh, and... Right. I guess it's good to mention that Sam is taking the lead on this case, like... Which he usually does do research-wise, but, like, seems to be doing more this episode. And also when he introduced the case to Dean, like, that scene ended with, like, ominous music that felt very out of place at the time. Do you remember that? Not really. Okay, I just... This episode made a lot of weird, ominous music choices, but I guess for that opening scene, it's to hint at something that we will find out later. Yeah. So... Dean gets I think home. maybe like yeah. it's also a matter of it's the second to the last episode of the season, so they mm-hmm. need to make you feel like they're helping the auntie, you know? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, <sighs> Truly so... a fascinating 
Mm. Like season three is so fascinating because of yeah. how short it is. Like, can right. you imagine next episode? That's it. And like, I wonder. I really do wonder what it was like watching the show mm-hmm. live and being like, "It's the second to the last. How the hell are they gonna save Dean? They don't even have the fucking cult." Yeah. And then you have you get to the next episode, and, and he fucking dies. Don't save him. They literally don't save him. So. Yeah. Yeah. Alas, we'll never experience the joy of yeah that. Team get torn apart <laughs> without We're knowing. We're so mean. We're so mean. Yeah. Uh, so Dean gets a call from Bobby, and he says that he has a lead on where Bella is from Rufus Turner. Woo! So, Bobby says that he is a hunter, or used to be a hunter. Uh, currently, he just is a hermit and sells some... He doesn't say what he sells, but it's like probably like magical object things. Items, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And probably her- like... Yeah. I mean, uh, are we supposed to believe that Bella went to Rufus specifically to trap Sam, or was she actually looking for like magical items? Not magical. What's the term? Um, occult items. Um, I mean, from her phone call later, it seems to imply that she went to Rufus on purpose. Yeah. Yeah. Uh... So like. She she really wasn't there to actually like buy um shit from Rufus. It was just a trap. I think. Yeah. Smart. Smart. Not smart enough though. Mm. RIP. Yeah. So some British woman with the alibi, Mina or not alibi, with the Name, oh, yes. fake yeah. name. Yeah, oh, yeah. Mina Chandler called up Rufus and wanted to buy some items. Um, and Dean says that she has used that alias before, which, yeah, makes me think that she just did that to set up a trap. Uh, yeah. And Dean says it's sloppy of her to get in contact with one of your old friends. And Bobby says, Friend? No, lover. No, well, what he says <laughs> is that they haven't he spoken. He truly does say that. Yes, you're right. Nothing else happened. <laughs> uh, yeah, so he says that Rufus isn't his friend because they haven't talked in 15 years. And Rufus isn't the Christmas card type. Because he's Jewish. Yes. Right? Yeah. Yes, which we don't learn this episode. We don't we don't learn this episode, but we do learn at some point. Yes. Uh and yeah, he is living in Vermont. Uh and Bobby also advises that Dean take a bottle of Johnny Walker Blue with him to soften Rufus up. Yeah. I think this is this is the most that I remember about Rufus, like, because uh-huh. I, I, like, it, like the Johnny Walker blue thing. Yeah. I think as a child, that really like imprinted on me, because, mm-hmm. like, 
I I thought like it was like a super high end. Like I thought like because of this episode, I thought Johnny Walker was like a super high end whiskey. <laughs> Wait, is it not? I don't know. I'm not sure. Is it? Is I don't know. Johnny Walker high end? Oh, Blue Label is actually like high end for real. Okay. Ah, but like. Mm. I don't know. Like I remember when I was young, and we renovated the house. Mm-hmm. We had like a case for my dad's liquors and stuff. Yeah. And <laughs> like when he brought out the Johnny Walker, uh-huh. I was like, "Oh my god, are we rich? <laughs> oh my god, he's just like Rufus for real!" Like I was like super excited <laughs> because I was like. Oh, he's like he, he and Rufus, they could be buddies. So did they both like Johnny Walker? Uh-huh. And like that's why when I was young, I was like, "Oh, I remember this scene so 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 well." Mm-hmm. Because for some reason the branding really stuck with me. You know what? They you know they say that like Supernatural is a 15-year-long Chevy commercial. Yeah. For me, <laughs> it was a 15-year-long uh Johnny, Johnny Walker, Walker Blue, Blue commercial. Label commercial. So good true. for them. Uh so Dean Tell Sam, okay, we're abandoning this case and we're gonna go after Bella. And Sam says, uh, no, I think we should stay here and finish the case because there's no way that Bella still has the cult. She's probably sold it off already. And Dean says, mm-hmm. well, then I'll kill her. Like, okay, they have joked or maybe seriously talked about killing her, like, since basically the moment they met her. Right? At what point do you think yes. it tipped into real? Well, they really did. She really did fucking yeah. like. Call the cops on them. Yeah, like she actually did some bad shit to them. So I guess at some point it has become real. But it's the same vibe that I. You know how I said, like, oh, the whole. Dean being like with Ruby he has always been like oh she's a bitch she's a cunt yeah. I'm gonna kill her I don't think she I don't think he ever says she's a cunt <laughs> he's not British <laughs> enough for that <laughs> but, like, but you know that's the vibe with Ruby and then mm-hmm. like it ends with the, the death of Ruby so like it's less satisfying because mm-hmm. they never get out of that he yeah. never gets out of that mindset of like I want to kill her, and I feel like the same could be said about Bella. Although it's I guess with Bella it's a bit more straightforward than with Ruby. Mm-hmm. That like she wronged them, so yeah. of course Dean is gonna be mad. But a part of me is like I wish there was some point where that wasn't the case. Like maybe if season three was longer, mm-hmm. there could have been a case where it was just like a solid thing where she's doing them a good thing, and then yeah. they can be buddies for that episode without like strings attached and all that shit. Uh huh. And 
so that we can have a bit more of a emotional thing when he ends up being so mad at her to this degree instead of mm-hmm. just oh I'm a little bit mad at her and now I'm a lot mad at her type situation yeah agreed also like like they've become pro killing humans this season or I guess they were pro killing humans with Jake already and at the end of season two and there was not really a discussion about that at all about Jake well just about them being fine with killing humans now because it was such a thing well, in I mean, season one where they were like we can't I mean he doesn't right like he doesn't kill Bella he so. doesn't kill Bella but like they've been fine with saying that it's gonna happen and when like Dean shows yeah. up at the end Sam asks, did you kill her like expecting the answer to be yes Oh, uh, yes. Yeah. And yeah, they mm-hmm. totally killed that guy in Dream of Little Tree with me, which is still the funniest <laughs> thing that's ever happened. Sometimes when I want to cheer myself up, I go back to the episode <laughs> and go to that portion where we just go, and then the guy dies and start laughing so hard for like five minutes. It was. So it truly was a fun true. time. That episode was so fucking funny. <laughs> Literally, they just killed a guy. You know that post that from like what, like 2012 or something? That's like, if you're like ever having a bad day, remember that Jensen beat up three guys when they talked bad to Jared, and Jared broke a guy's nose for talking bad to Jensen. And then someone replies, how are these violent men supposed to make my day better? But in Supernatural (laughs) Dream a Little Dream of Me, those violent men did make my day better. (laughs) Is that for real? Also, I have no fucking clue if that original post is true. I don't know if anyone beat up anyone. Well, I mean, Jared Padalecki did beat beat up some people, but that was alone. Yeah. Surprisingly, I do not give a shit about <laughs> No, about Jared and Jensen. Yeah. Um, yeah, so they start having an argument where Dean's like, Sam, we're fucking going. And it's clear that he's like kind of desperate to see Bella so that he can get the cult back because he has three weeks left. Um,. Whereas Sam goes, like, Dean, like, this case, like, here, is what's gonna save you. Which, yeah, like, I guess before this we think that Sam wants to stay because people are dying, but nah. Yeah. So, yeah, apparently, um, yeah, Dean has to die before he goes to hell, um, so Sam has decided that they should figure out how to make Dean immortal through Doc Benton, if we find out how he did it, we can do it to you. Uh, Which is so stupid because yeah. how he obviously does it it's is not stealing gonna organs. Work. Like one, morality wise, it's not an option for Sam and Dean, maybe. Maybe mm. not. <laughs> but like, you know, like we're that's like a concern that we have. But also, mm. like, does he not understand that like they kill you. 
Yeah. Like, you don't just die. Yeah. You don't just, like, go to sleep and die. Like, literally, hellhounds fucking ravage right. your body. Maybe yeah. ravage is the wrong word. <laughs> but, like, they, they fucking... Yeah. Like... Right. And I guess the they idea... kill you. Is that if John carved this guy's heart out and he's still alive, like, maybe there's invincibility built in with the immortality could be what sam's thinking but they never say that explicitly so it is very confusing yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. sure dean couldn't live forever but like that's only if hellhounds don't tear him apart which they will so yeah it's stupid yeah so dean realizes that sam knew the whole time that this was doc benton um and he says sounding so betrayed so the whole zombie thing, you were lying to me? And I know this argument is not about just <laughs> Sam lying about the zombie thing specifically, but the way the script is written, it just seems like Dean is so sad that Sam led him on what could have been a zombie. a zombie chase, but there was never a chance that he could have fought a zombie specifically. He played The Last of Us and he was like, I want to see a zombie. For real. For real. Yeah. So... An interesting part of this is, like, Uh Dean says that if I, if I, like, backtrack on this deal, you die. Mm -hmm. You fool, you will be dead. And Sam is like, then I'll take the magic pill, too. (laughs) And it's like... You guys are so stupid. So funny. So stupid. Yeah. I do. Like, in a different franchise with a different tone, like, this is an interesting idea. The idea that you would want your brother to live so much that you would keep him alive as a Frankenstein. Like,. Throughout yeah. the centuries, and you would do it too, and you guys would kill people together, like to take their organs and shit. Like, that is an mm-hmm. interesting premise for a story, but not this one. Like, we know these guys, they're not yeah. doing that. Yeah, they're not. Yeah. Mm. Um, oh, Dean calls Doc Benton Slicey McHacky, which I guess. I love that. Which is great. And I guess it's just a sign yeah. of like his emotional distress during this time that he can't come up with a good joke. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. So Dean says, um, you're fucking stupid. The only thing we can do is kill the demon who owns the contract. Uh, and Sam says, okay, we don't have the cult and we don't know who it is. Dean says, well, I'll just shoot the hellhounds before they kill me. Um, and Sam says, well, I'm staying here. And Dean says, no, you're not. I'm not going to let you. Sam goes, you're not going to let me? And Dean repeats, like, no, I'm not going to let you. And then Sam goes, well, how are you going to stop me? So true. I've missed this. They haven't parted ways in a while. Yeah. Um, yeah, and Dean's like, okay, fine. Well, I'm going, so if you want to stay, you should stay. And, like, at this point, they're both, like, slightly teary. And, like, Dean, like, slowly, like, walks towards the door, and Sam's, like, not looking at him. 
And then he goes like, Sammy, be careful. And Sam says, you too. And then Dean leaves. This didn't feel earned. Like, in context, Mm -hmm. this is an emotional thing because Sam could die, like, on this case, like, today. And Dean is probably going to die in three weeks. So the fact that they're separating at all at this point means something. But the argument itself feels stupid. And so the yeah, teariness the and the sad stupid. music. Just, yeah. Yeah. It's just stupid. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, we go to Rufus's house. Where yes. we, like, we don't see Rufus immediately. What mm-hmm. happens is Dean is, like, in the front porch. And, like, we see that the house is, or, like, the entire property is monitored by security cameras. Mm-hmm. And, like, it's it's an intercommed house. Didn't they visit the house that was just like this? Uh, oh, yeah, the house of that hunter who uh, Meg possessing Sam killed. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we can assume that a lot of hunters who have a home, like a mm-hmm. permanent residence, act like this. Yeah. But basically, uh, Dean introduces himself, and at every single point, like Rufus just goes, "What?" And so Dean, or well, is he like, goes, "So hi." Yeah, like, Rufus is like, what? And Dean's like, oh, I'm Dean Winchester. Uh, no, he says, like, hi, Rufus. And Rufus is like, well, I mean, okay, what? And Dean is like, I'm Dean. And he goes, so? So? Literally. <laughs> yeah. Like, literally, I'm Dean Winchester, so... And then, you know, like, it just keeps going like this. He's like, I called you last, uh, you called this morning about this British girl who contacted you. Do you know where she is? And the Rufus is like, yeah, I do. And Dean asks, like, could you tell us where she is? And he just goes, no. And it's like, th- this goes on for a while. He's uncooperative until Rufus actually opens the door. And... Uh, at some point, Dean says, like, look, Rufus, look, man. And then, like, Rufus opens the door and says, I am not your man. Yeah. <laughs> like, he says, don't look man me. You're the one who's knocking at my door. Mm-hmm. And I like this because, well, actually, I'm not sure I like this, but Dean does say, like, sir to him yeah sorry sir. and i don't think it was i don't think it was sarcastic yeah so yeah so i was so that one i was like oh because you know dean's relationship with the word sir quite loaded in the world of supernatural is it so or just because he calls john that yeah okay yeah i guess he has never called anyone else sir in the- not has anyone else i don't okay. think Okay. Yeah. And yeah. 
And then uh, Dean takes out the bottle of Johnny Walker blue label and mm. he like asks like so is this bottle of scotch considered good and this is the first time that we see Rufus smile yeah and he lets Dean enter the yeah. house his yeah. smile is beautiful and, and I see it gift a lot the specific scene does Rufus this specific have, scene yes does Rufus have his gay little earring in this episode or is that only I don't like think flashbacks so. I don't think so. I think it's a flashback sitch. Okay. Sad. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, they start drinking. And Rufus is like praising this drink. Which is, I suppose... Do you think that this was sponsored? Because it should have been. <laughs> they should have gotten paid for this shit. Yeah. Because <laughs> it works. Because on it you. works. Worked on me. Uh, and they, they talk about Bella. And Rufus just says, like, um, she wanted to buy a couple of things. But it's going to take me a while to find those things. So she's around town. And Rufus just asks Dean, like, why are you looking for this girl? Uh, when you're about to die in three weeks. And Dean is like, how do you know that? Rufus just says, I know a lot of things about a lot of people. Also, the camera angles are really weird in this scene. Like, it's like incredibly close up on both of their faces. You think so? Yeah, I think so. I feel like the vibes feel off. Like, off as in supposed to make you feel uneasy? I don't know. I think, well, I just, the camera, like, it, like their faces, like, fill up the entire screen whenever it goes to both of them, which I think ah. just makes it seem like you're supposed to think the conversation's very intense or something. Well, yeah. And, like, it, I, mean, I don't think it's that intense. I don't think it's worth yeah, that conference- close of a yeah. shot. Rufus just says, like, the gun is not going to save you. And the reason why it's not going to save you is even if you get out of this one, you're never getting out of the life. There's no happy ending, etc., etc. He dies and on a hunt. He says a line, Dean Rufus. or Rufus. Well, you don't care about Dean, so it is Rufus. <laughs> yeah, Rufus. Yeah, <sighs> I mean, the line that I liked here was... I'm what you've got to look forward to if you survive. Mm. And then he follows that up with, but you won't. So true. But just the first part, and like, Mm -hmm. the entire sentence is good. The entire statement is good, I feel. Yeah. But like, just the first line, just the first part where it's like, I'm what you got to look forward to if you survive. And we know that Rufus... Does he really die on a hunt? I don't remember. Yeah, like... How does he die? He dies in, I don't know, season six or something? Seven. I don't know. Se- seven? I don't six, know. On yes. a hunt. She die. Well, he dies on a Sarah Gamble season. That's for sure. Yeah. Because, like, I remember being upset and thinking, like, it's Sarah Gamble. 
or somebody pointing it out. I'm not sure. So what I know about Rufus's backstory is that he and Bobby haven't spoken for 15 years because Bobby called Rufus's daughter to be the getaway driver on a case, and Rufus's yeah, daughter and then the died daughter on that case. died. Yeah, right. And is that like around when Rufus retired? I may perhaps so, mm-hmm. but also, I mean, that's the reason why they stopped talking, uh-huh. right? Yeah. So I think maybe we are to assume that like that is also the reason why he retired. Mm-hmm. And then another backstory that they have for Rufus is that he was the one who exercised, like he was, he helped out with the demonic possession of. Oh, Bobby's, Bobby's wife? wife, right? Oh, right. Let's let's go to his wiki. Yeah, he like introduced Bobby to supernatural. Oh wow, yeah, huh? That's interesting. Also, like it says, a woman important to Rufus, possibly his daughter. So it's not clear, apparently. Huh. Okay. Cool. God, he died during, like, a stupid-ass season. I'm so sad. I mean, Bobby also died in a stupid-ass season. But, like, at least Bobby's death was um, a very significant plot point. Yeah. I do love, like, the parts of season 7 that are good. Like, it's a a hell of a season to get through. Mm -hmm. And I do kind of dread it. But also, like, yeah. <laughs> like when Cass comes back, that's one hell of an episode. Mm. Yeah. And, like, the ent- yeah. And, like, there's a lot to be said about Cass's uh, characterization when he was... When he, like... Uh, the- when he took on Sam. When he took the trauma. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I- I'm excited to get to it. Mm. But I'm not excited for the first... Seven, like 16, 16 episodes, episodes of that yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, we cut to Sam. Um, and he's driving a rental he car. He's in car. his rental car era, just like in last episode. Yeah, I was super happy when I... Because I didn't notice at first that it was a rental. Like, obviously uh-huh. it was a rental, but like... It didn't click. I only noticed when he was getting smashed to the <laughs> car Window, like, yeah. later. And he was, he's trying to like do the... I don't even know what the parts of the car circle. <laughs> but like the the like stick shift. Like he mm. was trying to do the stick shift. And I was like, oh, this is not the Impala stick shift. Oh my god, he's in our rental, baby. And I was so happy. Oh it's the little joys. I... Okay, like, I knew immediately that it was a rental, but I felt like it was very obvious when he parks, like, in the scene, and he pulls down, like, you know, the top thing with the mirror in it, and it has the rental company's logo on it. (laughs) But, I don't know, I guess you missed that part. I know, I mean... I like I knew, but uh-huh. I wasn't like ecstatic about it. Ah, I only yeah. was ecstatic about it when it became like a very like interactive, um, 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> when it became an interactive prop in the scene, I was like, oh, he's using the rental car to get away from the scene. How cool, mm-hmm. how fun. He's yeah. literally the rental rental car guy. Yeah. I'm glad to see Sam driving again. So Yeah. Yeah, so he's going into the forest alone, and then we cut back to Rufus, uh, and Rufus tells Dean that Bella's staying in Hotel Canaan, room 39, um, Mm -hmm. and he says that there are things that Dean doesn't know about Bella, uh, and Rufus is like, "Uh uh-huh, because I know things, uh, Rufus lifted Bella's fingerprints but he didn't get anything because she burned them off years ago. Which is so cool of her. And but you can't do that, right? I don't know. Can like, you? They grow they grow out. They grow out. I like guess, even yeah. if you burn them. I guess she could regularly be burning yeah. them. Uh-huh. And like then... this is this is a plot in Ace Attorney as well. So oh. I I recognize I recognize the shout out and <laughs> I respect it. So true. Um and <laughs> yeah. then Rufus asks, did you do her ear? So then Dean's like doing a joke thing about like, oh, I'll try anything once, but that sounds uncomfortable. Um but Rufus means like no, like, like a photo of her ear because they're also unique to human beings. Um, so he got a shot off of the security camera of Bella's ear, uh, and he sent Is it. Is that true? Oh, that ears are unique. Yeah. Uh, it's a plot point in the elementary episode "Ears to You." And I think also perhaps in a Sherlock Holmes original story. So maybe. Yeah. But like, you know how like handwriting is a plot and shit. But like, that's true. It's not actually a conclusive yeah. thing. So. Yeah. Rufus had a contact in England um, send him some files about Bella based off of the ear picture. Uh, and he hands those files over to Dean. Uh, Sam is now in the cabin. And he found, he finds the dead guy from the heart, the heart guy. Mm. And he checks his, he's, he, he checks the guy's pulse. Pulse. Mm. And, you know, he's dead. Yeah. So he moves to this other bed, another body, this woman who has maggots all over her arm. As we mentioned, she apparently has missing skin. The transcript says she is missing skin. So this guy literally took skin from this woman. And like... Not a lot of skin even. Like, I don't know, like 10 square inches max? First of all, you kill a guy. Why don't you take his skin also? Like, yeah. he's already dead. You are wasting Why? resources here. You need to be efficient. Yeah. And, yeah. 
You're not cutting costs. You're not, like, making the bottom line. Literally. This is bad governance. (laughs) But Sam uh, checks her pulse, and she gasps to life. And Sam tries to comfort her and all that. Uh, The doctor ends up, like, going to them because of all the noise. But when he gets there, Sam and the girl are gone and they are on their way to the car and as sam places her into the car dr benton comes out and like smashes him to the to the The i don't know the english the wheel yeah and (laughs) me i don't know the english and it's literally the wheel Oh, good. What evs? And then Sam keeps on trying to drive, but you know, shit happens. Like, at some point, he couldn't do the stick shift. And I was like, it's because it's a new car. That's why. Mm. Poor Sam. He has never held a car that is older than 1990 in his hands. Although, I guess it's not that old at the time. You mean younger than 1990? Yeah. No, he... Yeah, you're right. <laughs> Sorry. All good. Wait, when was the Impala? 1967? 67. 67. Jesus Christ, it's old as shit. How yeah. is this car running? Maybe they should consult the car for immortality tips. <laughs> <laughs> it's so fucking old. Um... Wait, you didn't even mention that Sam literally runs the guy over with the car. (laughs) I mean, duh. And then his head, like, dislocates, and then he pops it right back in. Yeah. Good for him. Why didn't they do a ship of Theseus thing with this guy at all? Like, did he ever have to replace his brain? Interesting. Maybe that's the one thing that he kept. Because, like, how are you gonna... But also, like, brains deteriorate with age. That's true. Like, if he's, like, actually, like, several... Like, over 100 years old, he probably wouldn't be talking as coherently as he is right now. If he kept the same Mm -hmm. brain. Yeah. I guess they didn't want to deal with that. So... Yeah. We've got to... This episode yeah. is way stupider than that concept. Yes. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm just insulting this case. Like, the episode is not bad. It's just the I case is bad. I think it's bad, and the case is bad. <laughs> okay. Um. So, Bella goes into a motel room, and Dean is there. Um. And, you know, he, like, shoves his, like, elbow into her throat... And demands the cult. Uh, And, you know, he's being all intense or whatever. And Bella says, like, I have sold it. It is gone. Um, Okay, I... For this whole season, I assumed that Bella was stealing the cult to protect against the Hellhounds. Did she actually sell it? She gave it to the demon. Oh, in return for changing her deal to kill for Sam. Her, yeah. Okay, that makes more sense. No, to, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Um, 
So there's this like really awful like quick moment where like oh like Dean is like taking Bella's gun from her but like he does it by grabbing her by the waist and she goes like what the hell are you doing and Dean says don't flatter yourself like yeah you're not hot enough for me to rape you like what I hate it. Um, I hate it as well. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, Dean searches the entire room for the cult. Um, and, you know, when Bella tries to, like, head for Moves, the door, yeah. he shoots next to her shoots. head. Yeah. He literally shoots. The bullet. Yeah. Like, there is a bullet hole in the door. Surprised that, like, no yeah. one called anyone at hearing nobody a gunshot give a shit. in this like fancy hotel nobody give a shit nobody give a shit hotel yeah <laughs> um, why is that so funny like every time we say that I'm like literally nobody give a shit <laughs> anyway it's a good sentence um and okay so Dean's like okay no gun uh, so he points his gun at her head and says that he is going to kill her. Bella tells Dean that he's not the cold-blooded type. And Dean goes, oh, you mean like you? True. I couldn't imagine killing my parents. We knew you already can. from, like, <laughs> yeah, first, yeah. Second, we already know from Red Sky at morning that... He knew that she killed a family member. Yeah. Like, is it just is it that much worse for it to be your parents specifically? Yeah, I think so. Maybe to him. To that's Dean. Worse. Yeah. Do you think that that's like one of the last straws for him, or like was he already at last straw? No, I mean he wasn't because he doesn't shoot her. Yeah. That's true. But I think it's just fascinating that Dean never learns. Because, like, the last time he does this was, like, oh, uh, in, in oh, the, right. the, uh, the last the Hellhounds episode. Yeah, you mentioned yeah, Crossroad Blues. that in Red Sky at Morning as well. That, yeah, he assumes the worst like, of people. Yeah, like, I mean, haven't you learned, dude? But, like, Bella doesn't try to defend herself here. Yeah. Because, like, what happens is, like, Dean is like, yeah, uh, your parents, like, died in a car accident and people suspected stuff, but everything was too crispy, like, everything was burned up, so they couldn't tell. Mm. And you, young Bella, or should I say, and it was another name. Abby. What was it? Abby. Like, you inherited all of their money. Right. And then we get Uh, a flashback. Yeah. And... The flashback is of Bella, and she, like, the actress they got is, like, that is literally her. Good job. Um, so, yeah, yeah, she's, like, in her room, sitting on her bed, crying, and we don't see very much. We just see, like, the, like, legs and shoes of a man walk into her room and then we cut outside the door, and he's closing the door, and she's, like, very afraid. Um, so yeah. that is all we get, but, like, the implication is, like, 
childhood sexual abuse, sexual abuse by her dad. Yeah. Um. And, but, and yeah, like I've mentioned this at our beginning of season three, mm-hmm. um, like post season two, beginning of season three episode, mm. but. I remember this scene so well because it scared me so much yeah. as a child. As, and like this this one, because the two flashbacks are this and the swing one, right? Mm-hmm. And it's just now that I watch it, I'm like, it's so, so, so lightly, slightly implied. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I, I guess when you're younger, like, or like you know, like at different times in your life, like shit just hits different. Mm-hmm. It like doesn't matter really the age, but like it just so happens sometimes. Like I don't know, maybe this episode really just impacted me a lot. <laughs> like yeah. maybe I watched this during a day where I was really paying attention because mm-hmm. I remember the blue label so much, yeah. and this scene really, really scared the crap out of me. Like I because it was the one violence against someone that was like real you know yeah like this could this could happen to people in real life right and like i guess that like it really humanized bella for me like i already liked her prior to this obviously mm-hmm. and it's like if you like her because of this like why but like you know like there's a a perspective of like Oh, okay, she went through a very human struggle. It wasn't like... And, like, you know how Sam and Dean, like, their trauma is that a demon killed their mother. Mm-hmm. And it's like... Like, Bella having her trauma be something so rooted in... uh, Like, not the supernatural. Yeah. I don't know, like... It's... It, it was more, like, impactful mm-hmm. to me... When I watched it the first time. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. And like the fact that she was 14, I guess that was like, that was like super, you know. Yeah. Because it was like a closer age to my age now. Like I've talked about this, but like now I watch Supernatural and at the beginning I really like was like, just like Sam for real. Because like I was Mm -hmm. around his age. I am around his age. But like, you know, when you're younger and it's Bella and it's like, oh, I am also a child. Yeah. And this child is has suffered so much. And it's like, oh, okay, that's sad. Right. Yeah. Um, and her being 14 is also when we learn that she is 24, which surprised yes. me a lot. For some reason, I thought she was like 30, you know? No, no, no. I, I think 24 is reasonable for her. I guess, like, she's a homeowner, and I know it's just because she's rich, but, like, (laughs) still. Literally. Every 24-year-old should be struggling in life. Yeah, yeah, no 24-year-olds are allowed to pay mortgages regardless of, like, or she's not even paying a mortgage. She just owns her house, I'm sure. She just has the house. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Right. But, yeah, I guess it's, like, I just didn't think that she was younger than Dean, but she is. Oh, that's an interesting way to look at it. She is younger than Dean. Yeah, but, like... Because Dean, at this point, is 28. Yeah, by four years, she is younger than Dean. Yeah. 
She's only, what, like, one year older than Sam? Yeah. Like, yeah. I feel like that also humanizes her for me a lot. Because mm-hmm. I am close to her They're age, like... and I am a loser. So I choose to believe that she is also a loser girl who's better at hiding it. Exactly. Right. Um, yeah. So, yeah, she doesn't defend herself. Like, we see this flashback, but she says, like, yeah, my parents were lovely people, and I killed them to get rich, because I can't be bothered to give a damn, just like I don't care what happens to you. Um, and, right, Dean, like, pushes her, like, by the throat into the door again, and we see there's, like, a bundle of twigs and stuff above the door that moves... Uh, and he tells Bella, you make me sick, and she says, likewise. Um, so, Dean, like, points his gun at her forehead, and, like, she looks for a second, and then she, like, after, like, a little bit, when, like, Dean's still holding it, she closes her eyes, which I also liked a lot as a character moment. Because, like, yeah, like, you can't be cool during the moment when you think you are going to die for real. Like, you will be afraid. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, Dean sees the twigs, and then he changes his mind. And, okay, I know we're supposed to think it's just because he's decided that he can't do it, but, like, this is also the moment when he realizes that she's gonna die tonight anyway, right? Yeah. So, like, I feel like if she wasn't gonna die tonight anyway, I think maybe he would have shot. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I I agree. Like, it's the realization that she is gonna die anyway that stops him. Yeah. It's not because he's a good person or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Which is kind of... Yeah, it's kind of... It's not very nice. It's not nice. It's, it's not nice. She doesn't. He doesn't treat her very nicies. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So Dean tells her that she's not worth it, and then he leaves, and uh, we linger on Bella for a bit. Um. And it's revealed that she got the receipt for the motel that they're staying at, and then she goes on the phone and tells someone it worked. He found me. Um, which means that the visiting Rufus thing was a trap. And she says, mm. Sam wasn't with him, but I know where they are. Sam is in the motel room, and he has a notebook out. He's reading it. Oh, we didn't Dean mention he stole, he stole like, like the journal of Dr. Benton when he yeah. went into the cabin. Yeah. Anyway, Sam asks if Dean got the cold, and Dean says, What do you think? <laughs> Which is, you know, that's how I respond to, like, anything my parents ask me. So real. Sam asks if Bella is dead, which you mentioned earlier is, like, such a testament to their stance on killing human beings. Mm -hmm. But Dean says she deserves to die a dozen times, but I couldn't do it. And then Dean says, I'm really screwed, Sammy. You were right. Bella was a goose chase. The cold's gone. And I'm really screwed. 
this time. And then Sam, not paying attention to this, completely emotional, completely, um, for like honest emotional scene from Dean, just goes, "No, you're not. I mean, I found the cabin and I found the notes, and I think you can survive. True science, baby." <laughs> I found his lab book and has no formula. <laughs> formula. <laughs> and Dean was like, do I have to drink, like, blood from a baby skull? And Sam's like, no, 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 it's not black magic. There's no sacrifice. It's just science. I Extremely guess... weird science. My question here is, and, like, in a world where the supernatural is actually real, what is the difference between magic and science? One, true, and I cannot answer that. Two, let's talk about, quote, science, right? <laughs> yeah. Because, <laughs> you know, I have a family member who is a kidney transplant patient. Mm-hmm. And, like, he reached 10 years, like, last year. Mm-hmm. And that is a celebration. Yeah. Because, like, when he got the transplant, the doctors were like, you'll last 10 years, and after that, you're probably gonna die. Mm, <laughs> Which is, you know, a lot. Yeah. But, um, like, the fact that this guy is like, everything in his body is transplanted. Uh-huh. And he is alive since 1816, you know, even before that. Is he testing these and blood types like- before he, like, <laughs> takes their organs? I know. <laughs> Like, is he, like, on insane levels of immunosuppressants? So this, <laughs> this like, liver and kidney and patch of skin and heart are not rejected by his body. Like, it's insane. Like, it's just so stupid. Just make it like he has, like, a magic spell or whatever. Yeah, like, just And then he also magic. needs the transplants. Like, you are a, you are a show called Supernatural. <laughs> <laughs> be fucking for real yeah. as you know people say nowadays yeah it's just so stupid well like it's so stupid right <laughs> i just also, i think that if like they literally found a scientific cure for death like there should have been at least like a little bit of a discussion over like is it right of us to destroy this? Like, this could save people from disease. Blah, blah, blah. No, yeah. humans shouldn't play God. Like, just say something about it. Like, why is it science? Yeah. Like, the only point of it being science is so that, like, there's more of a reason for Dean to be okay with it. So it's, like, more of a big deal when he says no. But, like, obviously he's gonna say no because it involves killing people. <laughs> Yeah, it's so stupid. Yeah. So stupid. Right. Was Mystery Spot and Sam being... Okay, first, was Sam down to actually bleed, like, someone to death to summon the trickster in Mystery Spot? Or do you think he was just saying it? Yeah, but it was like... It was like one of those, like, is he or was he in on it all along type situation? So, I guess this is not that out of character for Sam if we take Mystery Spot Sam to be... As for realsies. Yeah, yeah. for realsies. But yeah, this is just still so stupid. Yeah, anyway, as Sam speaks, like, he gets chloroformed. Mm. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. 
so we cut to Sam inside of the doctor's cabin and there's tape like around his eyes to like keep them open um is this is this screenshot used in the perfume genius never mind it's not (laughs) (laughs) oh so real um for context if anyone um doesn't know um if you don't mind eye horror look up um perfume genius substack last friday i had my eyes removed by jared padalecki <laughs> which I is feel a... like our target audience would know knows about this yes and don't need any additional input from us yeah <laughs> so it's so good I'm gonna reread it after this. <laughs> I have this. not read it. I have not read it, but I trust that it is an amazing work of creative writing. Yeah, of RPF. Um, yeah. <laughs> anyway. Anyway, so, uh, uh, the doctor's there and he's talking to Sam. And he's like, "Hey, don't worry. Like the odds of you coming out of this alive are very high." Um. And, you know, he's monologuing about how you think I'm a monster, but I've never done anything that I didn't have to do. Um, I just have to replace things when they go bad, like my eyes. Uh, also, I remember your dad cutting out my heart, and that was fucking annoying. Um, I stole his journal from you somehow. Uh, and this is some kind of fun family reunion. And he gets out a fucking scooper to scoop Sam's eye out. I hate eye horror. I hated to see this. And I think he actually, like, he, like, starts digging it in, right? Like, there's blood that starts happening before Dean shoots. No? No, No, I don't think so. Okay. It's just a very, very close. Okay, yeah. Maybe it was, like, a shadow that I saw as a cut or something. Um, yeah. so... Dean has appeared. He's shooting. Oh, also, Dean got here in time because he... Like, Sam was on the phone when he got chloroform, so Dean would have heard Sam yelling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and... Yeah, so... We get a a pre-Laz Rising scene where Doc Benton is coming at Dean. Dean's shooting at him. (laughs) Nothing's happening. And then Dean stabs him in the heart with a knife. They did it first. Yeah. They did it first. (laughs) They were in love here. Yes. They were were in love here. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So, uh... Dean's like, oh yeah, I know that like due to immortality, this knife like doesn't actually do anything, but actually, it's fine because I dipped it in chloroform first, so it is sending chloroformed blood all throughout your body, uh, and then Doc Benton passes out, collapses, yeah, and then Dean is like, just. Like, when Doc Benton wakes up, Dean is over him. And he's, you know, putting his act of, like, rough, tough guy. Doc Benton is saying, You don't need to kill me. I can read the formula <laughs> for you. 
immortality. He says, you know, immortality, forever young, never die. Like, <laughs> thank you, dictionary.com. Well, first of all, look at this guy. He looks like shit. One look at him. <laughs> he does not look forever young. <laughs> yeah. At all. He looks old. He looks. Is this rude? Like, he looks like the guy who died <laughs> from the royal family. <laughs> Is this rude? Is this bad? No. Uh, I think his name is Prince Philip, but if it's not, I'm so sorry. <laughs> it literally is Prince Philip. Mm. He he literally looks like Prince Philip before he died. Oh my god, the queen is also dead, right? Yeah. R.I.P. I feel like we talked about that in the podcast. Uh, yeah, because Tamara was in the episode following the Queen's death. (laughs) (laughs) So real. She was responsible for it. Yes, thank you. Well, Dean is very against this, but Sam pulls him aside and says, like, you're gonna be in hell in three weeks if we don't do anything, so might as well try to do something. And it's going to buy us more time. Just think about it. And Dean is very adamant that it's a no for him. Mm. And he says, he isn't living. This is simple to me. It's black or white. Human, not human. And Doc Benton's a freaking monster. I would rather go to hell. Fascinating stuff. I... Yeah. Dean's just changing the goalposts here. Yeah. Like, if it's genuinely just science keeping him alive, like, by Dean's previous definition, he is human. Mm-hmm. Dean's just decided to change his mind. Also, I don't, this is like an odd sentence to put in, because, like, Sarah Gamble is, like the, like, the writer who's, like, very interested in, like, are humans or are monsters actually human or like are monsters actually people type writing mm-hmm. because like she's the one who started yeah. that with all the vampires so but that hasn't really been a feature of the season at all besides mm-hmm. just like them being okay with killing people now without explaining it so i don't this is like an yep. odd thing like this is odd reasoning for dean to have i'm not sure what the themes and motifs they're going for here are. Because I think we're supposed to think he's right. Anyway, what they do is they, they like, chloroform Doc Benton again. Mm-hmm. And then when he wakes up, he's inside of a coffin. And Sam and Dean are burying him all alive, basically, with the book on top of the coffin. Mm-hmm. And he's screaming the whole time, like, I can help you! Let me out! I can help you! And then, you know, they bury him. Why wouldn't they burn the book? Someone could find it. Someone could find him, too. Yeah, but, like... I mean, what's the solution? Dump him in the deepest part of the ocean? Oh, just like Dean, for real. I... Okay, I just... I do not believe that if they cut him up into tiny little pieces, the pieces would reform into him. Like, yeah. there's gotta be a way to... It will crawl. Yeah. 
There's gotta be gotta be a way to fully kill him. This feels like I mean I mean this is on purpose. Just mean. I feel like they could have actually killed him, but they just wanted him to suffer eternally. Which, like, okay, fair enough, whatevs. There's someone walking down a hallway wearing a black leather trench coat, and we pan up and see it's Bella. Uh, and she's in the motel that Sam and Dean were staying at. Uh, she goes into the room, um, and she has a gun, and there's, like, lumps under both of the beds, so it looks like both of them are sleeping under the covers, and she just shoots into it's both files. Yeah. Yes, it is pretty obvious. Um, which I was like, oh my god. Really? But like then well, like after we find out what her deal is, then I'm like, okay, yeah, fair. So she pulls back the covers and um there is no Sam or Dean. They are like sex dolls, but like like just terrible inflatable? low quality inflatable sex dolls. Um, and my favorite part about these sex dolls is that one is blonde and one is brunette. Like, they went and bought sex dolls for this prank, and they were like, their hair colors have to match ours. (laughs) (sighs) (sighs) Um, yeah, I just, this was not necessary. They could just put a fucking pillow under there. Um, literally. This, I don't know, it feels like, I mean, I guess they could have done this with a man, too. It feels like such a gag. Yeah. It feels like such a gag for a very serious for For a scene that precedes a very serious reveal. Right. But the thing about the end of this is, I'm not sure if we're supposed to feel, like, triumphant. Like, are we supposed to be, like... She got what she was, like, what was coming for her, like, coming to her or whatever. Like, what are no, we supposed to so. feel? I, okay, I am supposed to feel empathy for her. I, okay, yeah, which is the point or, of the flashback. But also, like, I yeah, think yeah. the script for this ensuing phone call is so, like, terrible that it's hard for me to tell what they're going for. Yeah. So, like, the room gets a call, and it's Dean. Um, and, oh, by the way, it's 11.56 p.m. right now in the supernatural verse. So Bella says, like, you don't understand. And Dean says, actually, I do understand because, like, those herbs that I saw above your door, um, their purpose is to keep hellhounds away. And then I went and looked at, like, what happened to your parents, and they died ten years ago today, so you actually made a demon deal to kill them. Uh, and we get a flashback of young Bella, and she's on a swing set, and there's, like, a little, like, eight-year-old girl next to her. And she says, like, I can take care of them for you, and it won't cost you anything for ten whole years. And her eyes turn red, which looks like shit, especially because the flashback is, like, basically black and white. Black and white? (laughs) Yeah. Like, okay, girl. So stupid. Yeah. Yeah. Also, 
Sarah Gamble, like, wrote herself into a corner here where, like, I guess canonically 14-year-old Bella and this 8-year-old girl had to kiss at some point, but, like, luckily we don't have to see it. Just like we didn't see the John Zazel kiss. Yeah, Dean says, like, okay, so you stole the cult to, like, try to, like, use it to, like, bargain your way out of your deal. And Bella says, yes. Uh, and Dean says, but that wasn't enough. And Bella says, like, like, they, I was able to use it to change the deal to killing Sam. Uh, Mm -hmm. and, right, at this point, okay, Dean is going like, well, look at that, it's almost midnight, ha ha ha, I love it when people die. Yeah. Uh, and at this point, Bella is crying and asking for help. Um, Dean says, sweetheart, we are weeks past help. Fucking sick of this guy. Okay, so... At this point, Bella's crying and saying that she doesn't deserve it. And Dean Mm. goes into, like, lecture mode where he's like, yeah, you don't deserve it. And also, if you just come to us sooner and ask for help, like, we could have taken the cult and saved you. Could you have? Could you fucking have? You still have no idea who's holding, like, the deals, Dean. It's true if Bella told you who it was, then yeah, sure. And, okay, I think this next line, Bella's crying and she goes, I know, and saved yourself. And I thought that was just the clunkiest shit ever. Like, did you? It is. I I know, and saved yourself. I know about your deal, Dean. Like, Like, I feel like the only point of that line is to make her seem less sympathetic. Like, oh, like, let's just, like, like put in that, like, it is all her fault that both of them are going to die. Even though, like, I don't think that's true, and I don't think she would say that, and that's just a stupid sentence structure, and I'm sick and tired of Sarah Gamble forever. Uh, and... It's, it, this yeah. entire scene makes me sad, and, uh, I feel like for a character that we have grown to know in some way for an entire season and this is how she just dies yeah and like come on like yeah it's sad because like even her death is i don't know like yeah it's sad because it's not done well Mm -hmm. and like actually i was quite emotional when Dean was like, we would have helped you if you asked. But, I don't know, following that up immediately with Bella pointing out that, like, you would only have helped me because it would have helped you too. <laughs> that made me laugh. Oh, I was like, I didn't so read real. it like that. No, I mean, obviously, that's not... Oh, yeah, okay. Like, I don't think you're supposed to read it like that, but, uh-huh. like, that's how you <laughs> I received it. Yeah, okay. Yeah. That is pretty funny. Yeah. Um. I don't I was not emotional at, like, we would have helped Any you. Point. <laughs> yeah. Like, like, I... There's no reason for her to think that they would 
help her. Like, help every, her. ever yeah. since, like, like, Yus and Bella were, like, probably even earlier, the only thing that, like, they talk about on the phone is Dean saying, the next time I see you, I'm gonna fucking kill you. Why would she go to him for help? Yeah. So, right, she reveals that she knows who holds his deal and her deal. Like, Lilith apparently holds every deal. And Dean goes, like, why should I believe you? And Bella says, like, you shouldn't, but it's the truth. I just... Just the fact that, like, her entire death is her going, like, I'm a piece of shit! It's okay that I die because I'm just the worst person ever! Keep lecturing me, please! Just makes it hard for me to believe that we're supposed to sympathize with her that much in this scene. Like, I do because I like her. But, like, I don't- this is, like, a degrading way for her to die. It is. And, I mean, this is not- really worse than the way any, like, recurring character dies on Supernatural. Like, Henriksen had an absolutely nothing death, but I feel like Bella has been more of a fixture this season than any other recurring character that's died. Yeah, but also the whole deal with, like, Supernatural is a lot of the time they can't let side characters stand on their own. They always have to be, mm-hmm. like, connected to the Winchesters because, you know, it's yeah. the Winchester show. Yeah. And, and like, that makes it difficult to do scenes like this because, like, even here, Bella's dying and it's like, we need to do exposition for Yeah, you. like, she's going to give him information for the plot and that's going to be her last yeah. act. Yeah, also, the thing about the her, like, what is the timeline of her changing the deal? Because, like, clearly she hadn't changed it yet during Yus and Bello, because... What do you mean, change the deal? Like, she hadn't been told to kill Sam yet by Yus and Bello, because she wouldn't let him be taken to Supermax prison, like, where she could never kill him. Like, at what point did she bargain with the demon? Ugh. I don't know. I would have liked some more foreshadowing of the deal change. But, yeah. Eventually what happens is just they hang up. Right. Well, Bella says that she's telling Dean Dean says, like, yeah. She's telling Dean so that he can kill Lilith. And Dean says, I'll see you in hell. Which implies that he's not even gonna try to kill Lilith. I don't like I'll see you in hell. Maybe if he said I'll see you, I would have liked it. Because uh, it's like, I don't know, I'll see you in hell feels so vindictive. Like, it still feels like good for you that you're going into hell. Yeah, and I think that is what he's trying to communicate. Yeah, and I hated it. Yeah. Also, like, I don't know if in the next episode they try to go after Lilith, but like, Dean saying that is like, oh, your dying wish is that I'm going to kill Lilith? Well, too bad. I'm specifically not going to kill Lilith, and I'm going to go die because you want me to kill Lilith. Um, So you should die thinking about how your last words were useless, and your dying wish will not be respected. Goodbye, girl. 
Like, Bye, girl. Okay. Yeah. And then she dies. Yeah. The clock strikes 12, and she hears um, dogs, like, barking and howling and shit. Yeah. And... Okay, so... Mm-hmm. Yeah, what do we, do we think about this episode? We've, we've talked a lot about what we thought this episode, which is that it's... Stupid. Bad. <laughs> stupid. Stupid... Stupid case and like the non case stuff is like not that good as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Should we proceed to best line, worst line? Sure. I like Rufus's line about like um him being what Dean is looking forward for mm-hmm. or to if he survives. Yeah. Because I think there is some truth. Do that, like mm. you know, it's about dying bloody or like being so scared of everything, yeah, even though you're not in it anymore, type of situation. Mm-hmm. That makes me sad, yeah. How about you? What's your best line? Um, I there's not really many lines here that I like, but I think I'm gonna go with Bella telling Dean, like. Oh, like, my parents were lovely people, and I killed them, and I got rich, and I can't be bothered to give a damn. Because it's just very good, like, juxtaposed right next to the scene where we see the truth. And, like... Yeah. We, like, when she dies, like, we know that, like, this truth dies with her. Like, they're going to spend the rest of their lives thinking Bella just killed her parents for money. And that she's, like, just the worst. And, like, feeling no remorse at all over her death. And, like, it's only her and the audience who knows the truth. And I like that she decided to exercise the agency over how she wants to be remembered. Like, that, like, yeah, like, that's not any of Dean's business. So, yeah, he can think whatever he wants of her. Goodbye. Yeah. My worst line is, there's no blood sacrifice or anything. (laughs) It's not black magic. It's just science. Fuck my life. <laughs> yeah, the... What was your worst line? Um, the... Yes, and saved yourself. Just for the reasons I uh... said. Yeah, earlier. Okay! We have to do spreadsheets. Yes, we do have to do spreadsheets. So um... what's our sitch? Huh. It's, like, it just feels like in the past when we were, like, 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 this is, like, due to some greater, like, racism problem or greater, like, whatever problem, but we don't know how to pin it on this episode specifically. Like, it feels like a that kind of a situation. With regarding to what? Like, Bella's death. Mm. You think it's like a larger misogyny problem? Yeah, I would say so. Um, but I also don't hmm. know. I Yeah. I don't know. I mean, cuz you know, like misogyny in supernatural is like 5D chess. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> it's 
like there's the misogyny of the characters and then there's the misogyny of the show mm-hmm. and then there's the misogyny of the fans and how the show reacts to that right and like we've heard this over and over again but like a lot of the female characters in the show end up not tre- being treated well because like the fan reception was poor mm-hmm. type situation yeah and yeah do you want to give a point? Um, I guess... I think we could just give a point on the merit of the boob job line and the stripper suffocates a man with her thighs line. So, yeah, let's just bundle all that together in one point. Like, the Bella storyline and then both I mean, of those things. Or Well, I think... I think the well the boob job line is supposed to be oh these guys are assholes. Yeah, that's so, true. I don't think that counts okay. specifically, but mm-hmm. I think the Bella part we can give yeah. it like they treat her with so much vitriol mm-hmm. <laughs> and. I don't know. Maybe it's an equality thing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they never, I just, they never treat her as bad as Gordon. Yeah. Like, if he was like a... If she was like a... I don't know. I feel like I can't solemnly give a point this episode okay. for misogyny. Okay. So, I guess, are we just okay. zeros across the board today? Yes. Okay. Wait, okay, well... Interesting third What about events. the don't flatter yourself when she thinks he's gonna rape her? Oh! Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, let's put a point let's down. Let's put that in. Let's put a point down. Okay. Yeah. Okay, what is our IMDb... Uh, what is our IMDb rating guess for this episode? Huh. I don't, like, I thought it was stupid. And people do seem to pick up on when the cases are stupid. But I, I would say I I'll know. rate this an 8.0. Okay. Uh, I'll go an 8.2. But yeah, I don't know. The last half of season three has been weird in IMDb scores. Um, so actually, mm-hmm. maybe an eight point one. Eight point one. So it's an eight point four. Huh. Okay. Victorian horror. Victorian. I get like the doctor. Cause the doctor. Yeah. This one says go to hell, Bella. Okay. I mean, we're expecting but like, some things like that. Bella Talbot is finally disclosed, and I only regret that Dean had not had enough courage to kill her. Cool. Oh, that makes me so sad. Cool. <laughs> Someone asks, will Bella come back next season? Literally, will Bella come back next season? This is by far the worst actor I've ever seen. So real. For who? The doctor? Yes. Yeah. 
I mean, if that was for Bella, that would be <laughs> a horrible thing to say. Uh-huh. I can't believe The people... plot was just bad this episode. Like, did the go-to-hell Bella person, like, not care about the backstory reveal at all? The what? The backstory the reveal. Yeah, like, I feel like that was a attempt to make her sympathetic in her last episode, but I guess some people just don't care. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, some people just do not give a fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think that's it for this episode of Bust Asian Beauties. Next week, we will be watching the season finale of season three. Uh... <laughs> episode Season three, episode 16, No Rest for the Weekend. Leave us a rating or review wherever you get your podcast ears. <laughs> yeah, that... <laughs> Um, follow us on social media. We are on Twitter at twitter.com slash beautiespodcast and on Tumblr at bustyasianbeautiespod.tumblr.com. Our official tag is babpod, B-A-B-pod. Thanks to everyone who's donated to our Kofi at ko-fi.com slash bustyasianbeautiespod. And check out our Redbubble at babpod.redbubble.com. Also, submit questions to our Q&A, um, which will be open Ooh. until the, what day? <laughs> Whatever. It will be open. <laughs> we'll announce how long it will be open next week. Yeah, yeah. How about that? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, leave us a rating. No, it's not that. You can email us any feedback, comments, or inquiries at bustasianbeautyspot at gmail.com. See you guys next time. Bye! Bye.